So we're up to Reish Tzadivav. Uh, Havdalah. The Shulchan Aruch writes like this. Seder Havdalah, the order of Havdalah is Yayin Besamim Ner Havdalah. Yayin, the Brayipra Agafen, Ner, uh, Besamim, uh, Ner, and then Havdalah, Besimanech Yibana. Yibana, yeah. So he says, V'tzarech li Zohar, Kois Pogam. In addition, you have to make sure that the Kois is not Pogam, which means that no one drank from the Kois. Okay. That's the Shulchan Aruch. Then Zok the Ramah, the Ramah writes, V'nogu, by the way, just very quickly, Rishonim Zalman used to say, as we'll see, the order is Yayin, Besamim, Ner, and Havdalah. And each one, when it comes to Besamim and Ner, we'll, we'll touch on maybe a little bit today. Um, while it's obviously important to do them, they're not Ma'akiv. If you don't have Ner and you don't have Besamim, you still say Havdalah. They're not Ma'akiv at all. Um, and if you get them later in the night, then you, you say them later in the night. So he points out what happens. Rishonim Zalman had the Shailah. You said, and then you said, completely forgot about Ner and Basavim. And then, uh, and then ooh. or you, you just missed one, because the likelihood of missing two is, is unlikely. But you missed one. You forgot Ner. So the question is, do you drink now, or do you put Ner out of order? So Shalom said, put Ner out of order. Because as we'll see in a moment, as we'll see throughout, while Ner and Basavim, Pashtus, it's a shail about ner, but besamim is a birchas hanenim. Meaning, if you take cloves right now, you also make a bracha. There's no difference between that bracha and the bracha said during Havdalah. It's just Chazal instituted to say a birchas hanenim in middle of Havdalah. Therefore, if you remember, before you drink, because there's a special mitzvah to have it connected to Havdalah, you should say it then, even though it's out of order. That's Rosh Hashanah Mishid. Zakhtar Ramah, the Ramah writes, the meaning to say by Havdal is to say, These are all uh, to add good simon going into the week. And during Havdal, you should look at the candle and look at the nair. Now, why that? Why you're supposed to do this? If you look in the Mishabura in Gimel, we'll go to the Aleph and Beis in a moment. Just the Mishabura says, not only should the one who's saying Havdalah look at the Ner and look at the Kais, Bishas Brachas, meaning at the appropriate Brachas, everyone listening should also. And the reason is, it's not just a Kabbalistic reason, which there is for that as well, it's practical, so you don't forget. So the one making the Bracha and the one listening should look at the candle, Bishas Birchas Aner, and should look at the Kais, Bishas Birchas Agofen, and Bishas Birchas Hamavdil. They should be looking at the items, the respective items. So back to the Ramah. Now the Minig was, we don't do this anymore, we don't do it fully. The Minig was that they would pour wine on the floor. Now the reason why they would do this, it's the same reason why we have the wine spill out, because the Gemara says any house that doesn't have wine flowing is not a simon bracha, you want to show ravchas, and therefore it's a funny thing, it's a funny thing that we do, but that's okay, that's, uh, that's, that's the one thing like, uh, we'll talk about today, uh, the one thing you learn is you don't question, whatever you think should be Yiddishkeit, you listen, they tell you what Yiddishkeit is, so uh, okay, we pour wine, it should be for simon bracha, now we don't do that anymore, what we do is we have the wine overflow onto the cup, uh, onto the plate. But it's, it's a zecher for that concept, because the Gemara says, So they used to pour the water, let it flow. Now the question is, when would they do this? They didn't do what we do, which is we have it overflow when you fill the cup. They would literally just take the cup and pour it a little bit on the floor. So the question is, when do you do that? So Zakhtar Ramah, They would do it 
in middle of the bracha before they finish the bracha. Now the reason why they want, because there's a little bit of catch-22. If you spill it out before the bracha, then you're not making the bracha on a kaismale. If you spill it out after the bracha, then it's like a bazillion, like you make the bayer piragafen, and then instead of drinking, you pour it. It's like, it, it makes it seem like the wine is not drinkable. So what you do is, baruch atashem, bayer pri, and then in the middle of the bracha, you spill it out. They would spill out some of it onto the floor. Obviously not a lot, but that was the old minig. Again, we don't do this anymore. Is there an idea that during the bracha, you shouldn't anything? Correct. Oh. I would assume that this is considered part of you know, like the necessity of the bracha, part of, it's interesting, I, I, I think also part of it, it was just, like, they didn't know what to do, you can't spill it out before, you can't spill it after, so you're sort of stuck, which is probably why it evolved to our minig, which is, we don't do this anymore, we just have it overflow wh- when you when you fill it. Right, I thought that, that was what they did, they would just overflow into the No, floor. no, the, the, the original minig is they would actually pour it. Um, again, there is some some people would do this. Then the Ramah writes, why would they pour this? Because any house that doesn't have wine and water flowing has no bracha. And we do this as a good sign at the beginning of the week. You should also pour out some of the wine to put out the candle. Now, um, they would do this because, again, they didn't have any of the wine in the cup because they spilled it on the floor. But... I, I remember, I, I should have checked it up, but I remember my brother had a whole shtickle taira, api nigla, um, I had a whole shtickle taira to prove, and I think Rav Yaakov Yemden used to say, that there's an Indian to pour out the wine, to be mechabe, meaning to pour out the wine into the candles, so that the candles put out with the shvicha. Meaning, a lot of people don't do this. A lot of people, there's wine on the bottom, they just put the candle in the wine. The Ramah says, you're supposed to pour wine to extinguish the candle. So I, I think, according to some opinions, there's actually an Indian to do it that way, but I, I don't... Do huh? Oh, yeah, so I think there's an Indian. That's, listen, that's the literal words of the Ramah, and I, I, it, there is something. I, I believe that for next time, I'll find where my brother said it. It's based on Rishonim. It's, it's not like, it wasn't Kabbalistic. Um... Then he says, You should wash your eyes. Now, again, um, I, I think I mentioned this once in one of the shiurim, that when, whenever you have these type of anhagas, if you want to know how to do it, you watch tzaddikim. Like that, that's, you know, that, like that's the Indian. You watch tzaddikim that's to see how they did things. I remember I was speaking to Rav Kalman once about this. There's the Gemara in, it's the first Taisvis in Harius, I believe. It's a Gemara in Baba Basta. The, the Gemara says, you don't paskin based on seeing a Rav do something. Because you don't know what's going on, right? There's like a famous Maisa with Ramosha. Right? Ramosha was at uh, uh, was at a bris, and they brought in like golden flow orange juice, and he picked it up, and then he put the bottle down, and then he took another company. So people were like watching, and they, they said that was tumulting. Everyone's going crazy. So at the end of the bris, someone had to, went over to me and says, "Why Ramosha doesn't hold it after?" He said, "It's empty." He said it's empty, like it wasn't, you know. And that's why like in yeshiva, when there's an empty bottle, you put it on its side. So it, it was like a thing that. Why? Because so, because you, you're watching on Haga, as actually Mr. Brother, you're watching on Haga. So you don't know what's going on. You don't know, you know. I mentioned it. I haven't mentioned this. It's a sefer called Aleu Loyevol. Ever mentioned the sefer? <laughs> Wild sefer. I bought the sefer when I was in Eretz Yisrael, and I've seen it quoted in like modern day Svarim. It's a sefer of like a thousand shilas they asked for Shlomo Zalman. Just quick, you know, quick like two word answers. So I bought it when I was in Eretz Yisrael, uh, and I was flying back, so that was like the safer I went through. I went, literally went through the entire safer cover to cover. It's not an impressive thing, because it's just like a thousand, you know, quick shilas. And I used to send out daily halacha emails, and I started to use it. I was quoting, I was all excited. 
Uh, and then one of the guys in my yeshiva, his name is Rabbilitsky's son. Rabbilitsky's son. So he, he looks at it and he's like, did you ever notice this, like this page? So I said, what's the page? So I opened up in the Haskamas. He was reading the Haskamas. I never read Haskamas. I just I skipped it, whatever. One of the Haskamas, they had Haskama from Rav Azriel Orbach, Rav Nevinsol. One of the Haskamas, the title is Toiv Teichacha Megula Me'ava Mesoseris, which means it's better to have open rebuke than fake love. So I'm like, okay. He, he asked one of Rav Shlomo Zalman's son to give a Haskama for the Sefer. Rav Shlomo Zalman's son, one of them, I forgot which one. I think Rav Doiv. Rav Avim Doiv Orbach, I think. Was a, he, he sent him a letter asking him not to print the Sefer. Saying that he does not want the Sefer printed. This is an inappropriate Sefer to be printed. I don't want it to be printed. My father went out to be printed. So he printed that letter. He printed that letter. So not only did he print the Sefer, he printed that letter. What were the tightness? So he says the tainas were, and, and you'll see what this connection is. Um, if I remember, oh, can you ask me that? I'll, I'll jog my memory back. I left my car. I left my keys in my car today. That's how tired or or, or my brain is just going. I I, I don't know. I, I literally my cleaning lady's like, is that your car? It's been running for an hour and a half. I left the keys in there. So I told her it's a good thing because gas is so cheap. It's a good thing I just let it sit there for an hour and a half. So. He had tightness on the Sefer, and ever since then, if I ever see that Sefer quoted, I just like disregard the Sefer, because he said two things. He said, first of all, they asked my father Shailas when he was like walking to shul. So he said, first of all, maybe my father wanted to, you know, retract his view, or you know, maybe when he got back to the shul, he, he literally wasn't checking anything up, so it was just like oh, off the cuff. And he said, more importantly, sometimes my father, it depends who's asking him. Right? You don't know. Like if you just watch him and he says something's motor, you don't realize that the person he's talking to is about Shuva who's struggling with Shabbos. So he was giving him a heter. He says it's not it's not it's not like Rashlam Zaman wrote the Chuvas. Anytime it's not a psak that the Rav gives for the public, it's not appropriate to 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 just based on it. So even so so similar to this, we don't paskin based on seeing something. So I asked my Rosh Hashiva, so they have this five volume set called Orchas Rabbeinu, which is a whole set of just the Hanhagis of the stipler. They would watch the stipler and the chazanish. So I said, how does that jive? Like, how does that work with the Gemara that says, you're not supposed to pass based on seeing something because you have the whole Ramosha with the orange juice thing. You know, like, well, so he said, it's not a psak. He says, but it's something. He said, if a tzaddik does something, that's something. Like, that, that, you know, it's, so it's like you have this, there are sforim dedicated to the Hanhagis of the Rebbe, right? Not that he wrote, they watched him. Listen, the, 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 the minig of, of how Chabad does aliyahs, right? I get asked this all the time. Why do they, why, like, some Bali Kriya are like, why did he want to know where the end of the aliyah is? I said, he's Chabad. Why? I said, because that's how the Rebbe did the aliyah. There are reasons, but that's not why they're doing it. They're doing it because that's how the Rebbe did it, which is fair. It's completely fair. If a tzaddik does something, then that's a pretty good, I'm not saying it's a psak, but that's a pretty likely, it's a pretty good hanhaga to do. He shows in the beginning and the end. By the way, I, I personally, Jem released a video, if you want to know, I, I can't, I don't sleep, he also don't sleep. I, 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 if you want to know what I'm doing when I don't sleep, so Jem has, I, I have a subscription to all the videos, but if it gets really, really bad, I'll, I'll, I'll watch like the, like the dollars. Like they just have streaming of so they they have they p- released recently a two hour, the Rebbe was chazan, on his wife's yard site shachris, they literally just showed the whole video just shachris, it's like baruch shalma, it was quick the Rebbe having quick so and it's literally shachris like from Karbanis, kriya Taira. so I'm watching it I don't like so like I picked up that when the Rebbe like um, adjusted his tefillin 
for Tam uh, uh, he did this, and then he touched, and he touched his shalraish. Then he he did like that. He put his two fingers by his eyes and he kissed his head. So I do that now. Do I know what? No, no idea. But if he did it, so, <laughs> what's the Indian for the Valkyrie to show where the end of the alley is? I don't, I don't know. When Valkyrie stops, you finish. I don't know. That's like that's if Tzadikim are something. I think it's fair. So when it comes to these Hanhagis, Roichtzen by Einav Mishum Chiv of Mitzvah, how do you do that, right? So people like put the pinkies and this and the eyes. So I can tell you, I've watched videos. I searched. I watched videos. Rechaim Knievsky, he's older. He puts his fingers, mamish all four fingers. And he does like this, mamish like a football player, like Lahavdil covering his eyes with paint. He is roichitz boy enav, literally like it's like splashing your face. He covers his hands with grape juice and and does his eyes. I used to, I, I also mentioned this once that I used to make fun of the people that do the the the, 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 the payas and the pockets. Ravitcher Meyer. I watched Ravitcher Meyer. They also released. They have videos of Ravitcher Meyer doing Havdalah. I've watched him do Havdalah, and he he did he did the eyes. Then he did. I think the back, the pay is the pay behind the ears, and then the pockets. So I'm like, okay, if something about doing this, I, I'm I'm in. These are people that are not uh, they they don't do they don't do these things for for no reason. Anyway, so that's Reichsen by Ein Meshuv Chiv of Mitzvah. So let's see some of the Mishabura in the beginning of Reish Tzadivov. The Mishabura writes in Aleph. Hine Harambam Soyve. The Rambam holds the Mitzvah Havdalah Hidvar Torah. The Rambam holds that Havdalah is a biblical Mitzvah like Kiddush, like Kiddush. Vu Bichlal Zachar Shem Shabbos Zachatra. It's included in Zachar. Right, meaning Zachar means to honor Shabbos. So when you honor Shabbos going in, you honor Shabbos going out. It's like when a guest comes to your house, you greet them going in and you escort them out. Now this is significant because as we're going to see in the end of this simon, this would be a reason why women are obligated in Havdal, right? Because even though it's a time-bound mitzvah, for the all laws of Shabbos, men and women are the same. So if you believe that Havdal is a biblical mitzvah included in Zachar, meaning included in the Chiv of Kiddush, is the Chiv of Havdalah, so women are obligated in Kiddush, they're obligated in Havdal as well. That's the sheet of the Rambam. Meaning, that's part of the Indian of, of, of sanctifying Shabbos, is showing how it's different than the week. So Havdalah is not a din of saying, oh, you're about to go into the week. It's saying, that's how great Shabbos is. That Shabbos is mavdum in Kodesh L'chol. It was Kodesh and now it's Chol, but that's, that's gufa part of being Mekadosh Shabbos. That, that's the Rambam shita. But the shita of the Chinuch and the 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 Magi Mishnah is Shumadivrei Soifrim. It's actually rabbinic, akra. And once it's rabbinic, then there's more room to say that women are potentially exempt, as we'll see in the end of the simon. Now, if you if you say then the kiddush alakois is definitely derabon. Okay, zok the mishabura in Dalid, just to jump to Dalid. Kedesh um, oh, that's okay. That's, uh, uh, yeah, but uh, um, I'm sorry. Um, in in Sivkat and Hay, uh, so we mentioned in the Shulchan Aruch that they would pour the wine. They would pour the wine, like literally pour it on the floor during the bracha. The This is already going back to the Taz and the Magen Avram. It's about four five hundred years ago. We don't do this anymore. This is the Magen Avram. The Magen Avram was in the uh, 1630s. So you're talking about. Came out 400 years ago. That the Magen Avram says the minig is not to do this anymore. Rather, you should overflow it so that it should spill on the floor. Um, and even this, you should minimize because it is being 
spilled, you're not drinking it, so it's, it's, it is uh, a shtickle uh, baltashlis. So again, it, there's a tachlis, so it's not straight baltashlis, but to have, you could uh, accomplish the same thing with a half an ounce than you could with five ounces. So the point of just showing ravchus and I guess the tefillah that you should have nishbach, yayin, kamayim in your house, you could accomplish that with a half an ounce. So you don't need to, you know, you don't need to go crazy. Okay, now the Mishburah writes, Shoivchem uh, Akois says the Mishburah involv, Hainu Sakois, meaning, by the way, also, that's also a point. You should drink first, then put out the 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 the, the, the ner, because it's a shtigl hepsik, right? You shouldn't spill drink first and then pour out the ner. you should sit. Because we generally don't like to drink wine standing, so it's better to sit for the drinking. Now this is a... The minig is for women not to drink from the kais havdala, unless they're making havdala, as we'll see. Now, um, the reason being, uh, classically, is because... There's, there's two reasons, right? There's the lamdasha reason, and then there's a the Kabbalistic reason. The lamdasha reason is from, from the Evan Ozel, Rabbi Zalman. Rabbi Zalman writes uh, a letter to the Tzitzeliezer that he tainted because there's it's, it's out there, Shita, because there's a possibility that women are exempt from Havdalah. Right? So then the Bayer Piyagofen, so then why would they be drinking, right? Why would they drink? Stam, because it's Kaisel Bracha, whatever. Fine. If they're exempt from Havdalah, then they're just drinking because they heard a Bayer Piyagofen and they want to drink something. That's fair. The problem is, in between that Bayer Piyagofen is all this other stuff, including Hamavdim and Kodesh Lechol. Now, if they're exempt from Havdalah, then the Hamavdim and Kodesh Lechol is a Hefzik. Now, it's a Chiddush because Pashus, we're, we're not sure whether they're Chayiv and Havdalah. So to say that it's a Hefzik, to say that Hamavdim and Kodesh Lechol is a Hefzik for women is a bit out there. Um, the classic reason is that of the Shla, that the Shla said that. We only have weekday, right? We only have Havdalah because of Chava, right? It was Chava's fault that we have Havdalah, right? If not for, this is the, the classic reason, that if not for, if not for uh, the whole Indian of Havdalah is to say that Shabbos is over. If Chava had not caused Adam to sin, it would, we would have entered Yoim Shekulei Shabbos, there would only be Shabbos. So the whole Indian of Havdalah is woman's fault. And what was the Chet, according to the Zayar, the Chet was Yayin. So you don't get to drink wine. It's like a Knas. Which is interesting because I pointed out the first year that we gave in Hilcha Shabbos and Simon Reish Membez, hmm. Membez, that the Shulchan Aruch writes, that the Mishaburah writes, that the, the, the reason why women separate challah on Friday, that they should dafka make challah on Friday as opposed to buying it from the store, is to, not just to make challah so that it's Oynik Shabbos and Kabbat Shabbos, that they should actually separate Hafrashas challah. Why? It's like the Mishaburah from the Shlah. Because on Friday she caused the sin. And she ruined Adam Arishan. And Adam was the Chala of Hashem. The Chala is the first piece, the choicest. And that was Adam Arishan. So as a Tikkun, you know, it's like the same reason also that women are makbid to light candles more than men, right? What's the reason why women light candles more than men? Men also have to light candles. The answer is the wife is might see you. So why is the wife might see you? The mom is might see you, whatever. So why, why can't you do it yourself? The, 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 the women have the schus to light candles. Why? So, so the Shulchan Aruch, they're home on Fridays. Okay, that, that, that's a, that doesn't explain. What if they're not home? Whatever. What if you're home? The Mishbura, because she sinned on the first Friday of creation by putting out, she extinguished the light of creation with her sin by causing Adam to sin. So as a tikkun for that, she lights. She's marva, which is interesting because 
Over here, as the tikkun, you don't touch it. Over there, the tikkun is to do it. It's interesting. Again, it's the whole thing. It's just here. In halach, you have to be a mekabal. It helps. So that, that's the so psak. Now, what's interesting is, um, I mentioned to you that there's this thing that women will get a beard, right? That's the that's thing. So I always, I've, I've heard it. It's a narashizach. It's because they, they wanted to get women to not, to not drink. So if you, a girl wants kid, she wants some of the havdalah wine, so you can't tell her this reason. So you say, don't drink, you'll get a beard. So this is Rav Heinemann Sefer. Rav Heinemann writes, he says, um, said, if a woman is making a Ravdala, she drinks. Then he says, that, that which people say, that he says that the, that the people say that if she drinks the wine, she's going to get a beard. He says there is a flawed everything, even the miscalculations of Klal Yisrael. There's something. It's a miscalculation. Of, but there's a makar. What's the flawed makar? So we have this in Dafyoimi in Shabbos. I think it was also in another place. I don't remember. Um, the Gemara says in Shabbos that Rabbi Nachman says that they had to. He he would wax his daughter's arms. She had full of hair because they drink beer. And Rashi says in that location they drink a lot of beer. Beer causes hair to grow. So he says, oh, that's that's the makar. That's, he says it's flawed and it's nourish, he says, but it's something. Because um, obviously that's beer and that's not nothing to do with... Um, Is there he, Indian women should not make Abdullah? Yeah, so we'll get to that in a moment. There's is, there is a Makar, we'll get to that. If you have no, absolute no choice... Yeah, they only do it when there's no choice. We'll get to that in a moment. And that's that, that has nothing to do with Kabbalistic. That's purely... Uh, so we'll get to telephone in a second. I, I would, uh, I'll, I'll tell you a telephone in a second. By the way, he just ends off that they once told us to the Chazanish. It's like a, it's an Arshah Zach, it's about 60 years old, 70 years old. The Chazanish says, uh, It's not one who drinks that will grow a beer, it's one who has a beer that should be drinking. That was, that was what he said. Um, for the record, okay, so when it comes to the, this is just good to know. It's, it's, it's quite simple, actually. Um, the whole making Havdalah over the telephone, and just stam brachas and mitzvahs over the telephone, right? The, uh, Megillah, right? You have this whole to-do during COVID when people couldn't leave their house, which it turns out they probably could have because everyone had COVID at the time, but, um, right? So when when the whole, everyone was locked down, so what do you do for Megillah? It wasn't a gear the first year because the first year we probably should have stayed home, but we were we were too busy spreading with each other. But, but so what do you do? So I remember the second year when people had COVID, that's a year later. So the Chabad, there were Chabad Shluchim like in New Rochelle. I remember in New Rochelle, the war zone in New Rochelle. That was the first, the first, year. Was the first year. So they went outside and were just screaming it in the streets, Mitzi people. So people asked Shailahs, can you be Mitzi over the telephone? So the truth is, it's a famous Shailah, it's a famous Machlaikis between Rosh Hashanah and El Chazanish. Rosh Hashanah has very stark. He has many chuvas about this. He, has, he wrote about it in, in a lot of his svarim. He held very strongly... It's, it's him in, uh, I think it's Yud Aleph, Yud Beis, and Yud Gimel. It's like dedicated, he dedicated a lot of writing to this. In Mechah Shloimeh, Rosh Hashanah held, you are not Yodzeh with any brachas over the telephone. And you don't answer Amin, nothing. Because he felt very strongly that the way the Metzius of a telephone is that you're not hearing the sound waves. Right? When I'm talking, you're hearing sound waves. With the telephone or radio, you're not hearing sound waves. The sound waves are converted. They cause the vibrations. They convert are converted from sound waves to radio waves or to other waves, whatever, and then it's re-channeled back on the other side, back into sound waves. So it's sound waves to, let's say, radio waves to sound waves. So you're not actually hearing the same voice of the original person, you're hearing it converted and then reconverted back. As Rosh Hashanah says, after talking to a mumcha, he held you not 
He writes on the back and the bottom Mincha Shloima. There's a short truth. Now, by the way, this is actually very gay because not only are you not Yoitza with Habdala, you're not Yoitza with with Mikra Megillah microphone, you're not Yoitza. By the way, that's why there's some like real briskers or stark that they won't say brachas under the chuppah. They won't use microphones because they, they don't want anyone to because they feel that you're not Yoitza with a microphone. Also, it means you're not Yoitza hearing it. If you have a hearing aid, you're not Yoitza with brachas also according to Rishon Zalman. Because you're also not hearing sound waves. Sound waves into the hearing aid back into sound waves. So you're not Yoitza. I'm sorry, so you're saying if you hear bracha through a microphone... According to Rosh Zalman. According to standard halacha. No, no, so I'll, I'll tell you like this. In the bottom of Rosh Zalman, he says that he went to the Chazanish. The Chazanish is the Chazanish. Is the Chazanish. So he says that he he, he told this Cheshman to the Chazanish, and the Chazanish says, I don't agree. But he says, uh, you know, the sound waves, he, he said the whole thing. The Chazanish said, so what? Even sound waves, you're not hearing my voice, what's happening? My sound waves are causing reverberations, which is causing, and you're hearing the echo of it, whatever it is. And Stam, Chazanish said, who says that that's not considered enough? The Torah says, you're you, you, when someone, when some call that's created by a person is instantly heard by another person. Maybe that's what the Torah wants. Like, who says that? It, what does it matter? It's like, oh, it's technically not sound waves. It's sound waves because it's a radio waves back to sound waves. Okay. Chazanish didn't care. I'm saying, he, he understood the chilek, but it's not a halachic difference. Okay. So the Chazanish held you yaitza. Ramosha also held that you could be yaitza in case of need. So therefore, when it comes to Havdalah, what we're going to see is a woman should make Havdalah or, or someone who's, who's alone should not rely on this because you're going up against Rosh Hashanah And therefore it's better for a person to make Havdalah themselves to not put themselves into the Shiloh of hearing it over the phone. But if they have to, they have what to rely on. This is a Mitzvah and you're being Simon HaMachazin Nishon Ramosha Feinstein, which is, is definitely, uh, those, are big, those, are, those are big hitters and, and you definitely have what to rely on, especially in Yonid De Rabbanon. Um, so when it comes to Amen, Ramosha held you could be you can answer Amen on a, on a bracha. So over a microphone, over the internet. Now it has to be live though. Live. If there's a tape delay, then you're obviously not you're not hearing it from the. the, the. It happens to be Amen. Um, it has to be instant. Phone is instant. Zoom. A yeah. Zoom is instant. A Zoom is instant. It, it's it's yeah yeah yeah. No, it's not a few seconds delay. No no. No, the only thing that's delayed is radio, and they do it on purpose in order to dump if someone curses. Or they they, okay, they so specific. You cannot, according to no uh, radio. Radio is delayed. There's there's I think a three second delay. No, but but microphones. And by the way, for the record, just Agav Rosh Zalman himself said that even Lafi Hishita, that the bracha is not actually considered being said by a person. There was the famous. Shul of Alexandria Shul that we remember in Dafyaimi and the Gemara Sukkah, I think, that they would wave flags. So you see that you, and they would answer Amen. So there are certain Amens you could say, even according to Shem Zam. Amens that you're not Mechuyiv to be Yaitzim. Correct, but the, but the point is, you see, from, his point is that a bracha over the phone is not going to be different. In the Gemara, they answer Amen. So in the Gemara, they answer Amen. So you see that. Sometimes you can answer Amin just by knowing what they're up to. So a bracha over the phone is the same. It's not worse. I definitely know what he's up to in as much that I know what they're up to. But again, you have to know what type of Amin because Tysus over there already asked the Kasha then, but that the Gemara says that if you don't hear the Amin from a person, you're not, you're not able to answer Amin. So Tysus says it depends on what you're hearing, and that's a whole discussion. The point is to answer your question more succinctly 
Havdallah over the phone is a machlegas, so I would only do it in case, in case of real necessity. But in case of real necessity, you have it to rely on. And by the way, that's the famous, Roshlam Yizam himself said that he got nechama from hearing the Chazanish Shita because his mother had hearing aids. And he says, according to my Shita, she's not yoitza any mitzvahs. But, you know, by the way, and one more thing. It also means, I was asked this two years ago, my cousin, through marriage, he has a cochlear implant. Um, it's actually funny, because the first year was actually funny. Um, uh, we had Megillah reading. And Megillah reading is always, I'm not like, I'm not like the big party animal. Purim is not my, it's not my jam so much, and especially the Megillah reading because I'm fasting and I have a headache and I want to hear the words. And if you walk in with like a loudspeaker for every hum, and I'm I'm not going to be thrilled. So he actually brought in, uh, he brought in a fung, like a like fung, like a loudspeaker, like one of those things. And he has a cochlear implant, so he's his hearing is not as sensitive. It was loud. And I'm just like trying to get him, but like you can't. It's it's McGill. I can't miss a word. So the whole time I'm like trying to like throw stuff at him to get him to like stop. Um, the kids are oh so so he asked me is he able to be laying the Megillah for people? You can only lay the Megillah if you mechuyev, right? If you if you're not if you're not able to be yitzi yourself, you can't be mitzi others. So it's totally in that machlekes. So I told him it's better not to, but again, if you're stuck. That's the point. It, it's it's these are derabonans. You could be semichan those shitas. Now, uh, just to run through some of the halachas. Wow, it's eight thirty already. I did not do a good job. I'm going to go five more minutes because I want to. I want to do something today. Um, uh, Sif bays, Sif bays. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, just to finish the mishabura. Well, unlike kiddush wine, where we pass it out. We don't pass out the Kais Havdalah. Now, I always thought the reason was because you don't want to give it to the women. And, but they don't even do this to the men, right? How come, like, Friday night you pass out to the men, right? Kais so why don't we do the for Havdalah? Same Kais Havdalah. The reason is because we want you to be able to make a Bracha Chroina. In order to make a Bracha Chroina, you have to drink the majority of the Kais. And if it's a small Kais, you have to drink the whole Kais. So therefore, by Friday night, where you only have to drink Mali Lugmav, which is the majority of a Revius, which is 1.7 ounces to be out to the mitzvah, so you drink that, and the rest you pass out. You don't have to make a Bracha Chroina because you're benching. By Havdalah, where we want you to make a Bracha Chroina, you have to drink enough wine to make a Bracha Chroina, which is more than what's required to be out to the mitzvah. To be out to the mitzvah, you have to drink Mali Lugmav. To make a Bracha Chroina, you have to drink a full Revius. So, do they? I mean, they do have like Sheva Brachas because it's like a Sheva Brachas. Nah, nah, nah. It'd be the same reason, I guess. It'd be the same reason. The truth is, you could do by Havdal also. You just have to drink enough and then refill and pass it out. It's just, he's saying, the, the minute evolved that they don't do that. Now, just Sif Beis, the Mechaber writes, Ein Mavdilan Alapas, Avala Sheikh Mavdilan Muhammad Medina. Okay, meaning that uh, you could make Havdalah on Hamar Medina. Svardim are generally not so lenient with this. Ravadi was not a big fan. But you can make Havdalah on Hamar Medina if you don't have wine available. This is the minig of, of using beer or whatever. When wine's available, the minig is not to. The Ramah does write, That itself is a different minhagim. I think the Grod disagreed. But the Ramah held that on Matzei Pesach, the minig was that they would make Havdalah on Matzei Pesach on beer. 
Why? Because now they could drink beer. They haven't been able to drink beer on Pesach. So to show the Chavivas, like, you know, meaning that that's how much we love Chomets, and we still didn't drink Chomets all of Pesach. The minig was that they would drink beer uh, to make Havdalah. But again, the minig of many, many, many Paiskim is, is wine. Even, even Matzi Pesach, because wine is always considered the preferred choice. Even Matzi Pesach, there are those that make it on wine. I think that that might be the prevalent minig, if I'm not mistaken. Now, just to jump to Sif Vav, and if I have time, Sif Ches. Let's just see the time. Let's do Sif Vav first. Sif Vav, the Mechaber writes, Oymer Havdalah Miyushiv, you should say Havdalah sitting down. But some say it's standing up, and that is the minig amongst Chassidim to say it's standing up. Now, the, the, the Shulchan Aruch is interesting. I'll just read you the Shulchan Aruch, and I think that you'll see that most people don't do this. And then I'll try to, def- I'll just, I'll read you where the minig came from. If you ever want to know the minig of Klal Yisrael, like the, the, the one who's Malamet Tzchos on Klal Yisrael, is always the Aruch HaShulchan. He always says, Nogu ha'olam. And he, you know, he, he, he's like, and why, why Klal Yisrael is not knowing a certain thing. If you look at the words in the Mechaber, the Mechaber says like this, this is how you're supposed to make Havdalah. You hold the wine in your right hand. So far, so good. But the Bissam have to be in your left hand. Before you make the Bissam, just to start. You say, Then, Don't put anything down, you swap it. So now, for besamim, the besam is in your right hand, and the wine's in your left hand. Meaning, according to the Shulchan Aruch, you should always have something in your left hand. Meaning, you start off with besam in your left hand, and then you swap it and put the wine in your left hand. Nobody does that. What people are makbid on is the thing you're making a bracha on is always in your right hand. So what they do is, only the wine is in your right hand, then they put it down, then they pick up the basam in your right hand, then they put that down, and then they do the ner, and then they pick it up, the wine. The whole left hand thing, the whole shtick of like juggling to have something always in your left hand, nobody does that. But the Shulchan Aruch says you should. So where does it come from? So where it comes from, um, yeah, by the way, Mishra writes in Lamed, don't put the thing down, meaning you should always be oiches, you should always hold these items. Just the only difference is the right or left hand. So the Aruch HaShulchan writes, um, fine, 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 fine. Okay. Fine. The Aruch HaShulchan, the whole holding things in your left hand, not required at all. And therefore we don't do this anymore. Um... And what the Shulchan Aruch means when he says the things in the left hand is not with the Mishabur. The Mishabur says it literally. Don't put the things down. Always hold something in your right and your left hand. The only thing is you're juggling. Says Aruch HaShulchan. No, that's not what the Shulchan Aruch means. You don't have to. All the Shulchan Aruch means, The Shulchan Aruch is trying to emphasize that the thing in your right hand should always be the one that you're making the bracha on. The whole left hand thing. That, he was just talking. That's not, that's not, what, that's not required. The Iker is that the thing you're making a bracha on should be in your right hand. The whole having something in your left hand, eh, it's not it's not so required. That that's and therefore he says the minig is not to be makbid, um, and you don't have to be makbid on that at all. Um, I'll tell you like the truth is it's eight thirty seven and Sifches is the status of women and Havdalah, and it's it's like a good twenty minute shtick. So we'll stop here. Because I don't want to do it too fast. We'll stop here and Be'ezer Hashem we will pick this up after Purim, meaning next week is Perm, so obviously not the following week.